What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Boom. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back, goddammit, to another edition of Tell Me a Joke. The guy that are chasing the dream. Uh, I'm your host, the maniacal business. Kyle Smith said the whole thing like a pimp blame slick back. Uh, who slaughtered me in the roast I battle. I did not slaughter uh, I was kind the, and the gentle. The audience begged to differ. Uh, and you didn't write any of that shit. I didn't. So that's what is even more crushing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Ashley Branch. What's good? <laughs> what up, Ashley? Good to see you. I miss you. Oh, I miss you too. I'm glad. I'm glad I get to finally. Cause like every time I come down here, you gone doing things, fucking being a comic and being on the road and being in other places. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, did I fuck up? Did I leave? No, <laughs> no. Last time I was. Oh, I went. I went on a trip. Yeah. I went on a trip. I went to the islands. Oh, that, oh, okay. Oh, so so that was just with you and your husband. No. 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 I went was with, that a comedy thing? Yeah. We, well, we didn't do comedy shit. Yeah. It was comedy people. It was Rochelle and TK and yeah. Nita yeah. and me. Oh. And weed. Lots of weed. That's, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's what uh, me and Kamara, well, me, Kamara, and the gang are trying to put things together depending on if uh, Gigi and fucking Paul and DC and all that one come through. Oh, uh, that's going to yeah, be nice. We, yeah, we're going we gonna to try to get it together. You should make a top. A docu series or That's something. That's what we're gonna do. You know, I'm gonna fucking film everything. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely, see? yeah. I'm definitely. I was looking at. Uh, I was going to Best Buy to see what type of um, uh, cameras, what type of cheap cameras I could get. See, see, this is this is why we we brothers was, and sisters trying to upsell me. Uh, this like, is why we brothers and sisters because we was on the same wavelength. See, yeah, I ain't know you was gonna document that, but I'm glad yeah. you are. Oh, definitely, definitely. Like that's what I, like that's what I used to do in the beginning when I was fresh into comedy. It was like we're gonna record everything, and then it's like now now I have all this footage of just old shit, which is good. But it's like what you was gonna do with that nigga? I was like, ah, you could put together a, a bio. Like a bio, a biographical docu series. Yeah, then, then that's work for me. I would probably, I prefer to just give that to somebody else now. I prefer to just you know here you put edit this like we did this. I, I recorded all this. Shots are shitty, but you know edit all this together. And because man, doing everything by yourself, it's never it's never fun. It's always it, like y- y'all are killing it with the with with the group and together the the, the, the togetherness. Mm-hmm. Like y- you're killing it. It, it shows like I, I'm trying to put things together and it it just feels like it, it falls below the wayside no man is an island I don't know I just <laughs> say something deep and thought provoking you gotta eat shit sometimes I've been eating so much shit well eat the shit let me tell you why <laughs> put, a little, put a little slappy mama on there yeah. uh, I'm gonna tell you why eating shit is good and when I mean eat shit, I mean metaphorically people. Nobody's just like, oh, eating ass and that little extra piece of shit that come out. Mm, yeah, shove's kiss. Take that in there. Num num nums. No. <laughs> little pepper. <laughs> little flavor. We don't need to be in the same space. <laughs> no. No. Absolutely not. Can't wait to. Like, this is against the, the. This is against the rules of physics. Oh, and then we got all green room together. It's gonna be wild. All of us. That, that New Orleans crew that makes it. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So the reason why I think it's good to eat shit sometimes is because I don't know. Maybe maybe it's me. I don't know. I I, I think a slick side have been diagnosed with ADHD because trying to get mm-hmm. I was trying to get one of my okay. kids diagnosed and the doctor was like it's hereditary and I was like. <laughs> I was like, what? So you say for me? 
I was like, oh, okay, we'll talk to my husband about that. She was like, no, you. <laughs> Not Friday. Not Friday. No, you. <laughs> anyway, um, I think it's like mentally for me, if I am on a roll and I have not eaten shit, yeah. I'm going to have this anxiety that I'm going to eat shit at yeah. the wrong time. At some point in time, I will stumble in that pothole that I don't see. So when you eat enough shit, it was like when I ate all this shit, and then you get a win. The win is like a uh, win, yeah. win, 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 win. Yeah. And, and then like you probably won't eat shit for a while. Yeah. It's like playing sports. Like I play basketball, right? I know you shot. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like we would be like on this winning streak and I'm like, all right. At some point some in some point in time, some shit gonna go down and then we gonna eat shit. Yeah. And what we do, we go play Duke. And we who we ate a lot of shit. <laughs> so I mean just I it's it's an ego check. Yeah. I don't care I don't care who you are, you have an ego. And if you a comedian, you got a big ego. Oh yeah. Like, I have a big ego. I feel like I'm smart. Uh-huh. Because I am. Yeah. But when I get on stage, sometimes the words don't come out. So, oh, I've been, like, I yeah, I've been shoved back just down to square one. It's dealing with this shit the, the past, it was, it has just been a wake-up call. And I'm like, at what what the fuck happened? I, I everything got hazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I I didn't know which direction to take. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not really sure what's going on mm-hmm. or if this is my thing. Right. Like, I got to the point where I was like, nigga, should you quit? Like, I mean, you're doing okay. What's I mean, out? but that's that's what comedy is, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't know what comedian don't quit like once a week. Yeah. Cause I was I was gonna quit last quit last night. I was like, you know what? <laughs> fuck this. I'm not doing this shit. This is ridiculous. Can't look different. I already look different. You can't be different. See, uh, see what happened with 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 my sister, Roslyn. How's Hi. it going there, Roslyn? It, it's going. It's going. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dry. This is terrible. Yeah, it's good. That's a good way to start. That's uh, it's a, you know, basically we just uh, we just shoot the shit about um, about. You know, dream chasing or what it takes to accomplish your goals in life, okay. and and from 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 me growing up, I've always known you've been good with numbers. Your thing has always been numbers. You know? I, I don't even know how that happened. I think I think somebody told me I was good with numbers, and I went with it. Is that what know. it is? I think what so. what did you since you were littler? What did you always want to do? Uh, went into college and I was going to do pre-med actually. Oh. And then it was the option to choose whether do you do what you want to try or do you do what you're good at? And I chose the easy route. I just do what I'm good at. And, I <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. I'm a true this. believer that you don't like fight the universe. You just kind of like go with it and things just fall as they may. And uh, that's basically what happened. Here, here he goes. <laughs> here <I am>. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I've always lived my life like that. Like I don't really fight the, the universe. universe. It's just yeah. kind of like, okay, that's not I working out. Maybe that's well. not how it's supposed to be. So I, I did finish school. About today. You'd say, right. You'd I finished school. It took me a little bit longer, but it's done. Uh-huh. Um, the one thing that wasn't planned that I would be pregnant. Huh. So I 
And yes, um, so that was not expected. And then everything after that for a few years was a little bit wonky because graduation day came. I was still pregnant. So I went to graduation. I didn't know I was in labor, but I was. Whoa. And I left graduation and I was Whoa. like, uh, yeah. And then I went to the hospital and had a baby all in the same day. So <laughs> you had a graduation baby. I did. Wow. That's how, that's how the day went. And then. I don't that, know if I knew this. Really? Was I there? Yeah, you can. Yeah, we have a. As a matter of fact, it's on one of these walls. Holy. Uh, maybe not in here. There's a picture of us at my graduation. No, it's not in here. And I remember waking up that morning. I was like, because I didn't want to buy anything to wear, because I just felt like I wasn't going to be pregnant, but mm. I was. <laughs> so I went to the mall and found a dress and went. And I really thought I I had eaten Taco Bell the day before, so I thought it was Taco Bell. And I went to graduation, and we went you out to eat. Thought it was Taco Bell. Well, I didn't know. That's that's why you don't have kids when you're young. You don't know nothing. I was stupid. But we went out to eat after graduation. I definitely was like having a conversation, and would just like put my head down because it hurt so bad. And then I went home, and I went and sat in the tub, and I was like, "All right, it'll go away." And I remember calling Claude, and he was just like, "You should probably go." And I'm like, "I'm not going. I'm gonna send me home." <laughs> And it was right around midnight that night. My friends were like, no, we're going to take you in. And I went in. And I was like six centimeters. And the people were like, oh, my God. Like, and it was like, what? And the next thing you know, two hours later, I had a kid. So at that point, I was just like, oh, no. Now what do I do? And I told our parents. I'm like, listen, I can't be under y'all roof. I got a whole kid now. Like, it's not your job. But again, I had just graduated from school. I, I was only working at Foot Locker. Huh. I don't know how I was supposed to take care of this kid. So I moved to Texas the first time because he was in Texas. And that was different mm-hmm. because he was just getting into management, just making money. And now he's taking care of himself plus me plus a baby. Boom. That was a lie. <laughs> um, and then I was I stayed home for like a year and a half huh. with her. And then I kind of like worked at Foot Locker when I could. And then we moved to Lake Charles, and then I decided I should probably get a job. What did I do first? I think I worked at the hotel overnight. Oh. Yeah. But it was at the casino, so it was cool. Huh. And then I moved into, like, their offices, so I had a day job. And then we moved to Lafayette. And then I went back to not having a job. Started working (laughs) at Foot Locker again. So now we're on, my kid is probably like three, she might have been three. So I've been out of school for three years and I haven't had like a real job. And I did that for a while and then Katrina happened. And then my mom called one day and she's like, hey, you know, my job, they're looking for people. Do you want to move to Texas? And we had probably, I think we had had discussions about moving back to Texas at Mm. some point. And I was like... I need a job. Yes, I'll go. So I left my kid with her dad for like a week and I came to Texas and I found a school for her. I stayed with my mom, went back and got her. And for a year and a half, I commuted from Texas to Lafayette every Mm. other weekend because he was still in Lafayette. I know. So again, me not fighting the universe, it just was what it was. And I knew I needed to work. I knew I needed to get a real job. She was getting older. We needed to get settled. So you just do what you got to do. Plus, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. 
Like when you have a kid, you don't have options. You just have to make it happen. And I think I just knew that we had to start building a life where we had two real incomes and to make sure we weren't struggling. And then that was it. And then he finally came to Houston and we've been here ever since. So that was it. Mm. But did I think I had a plan? Did I think that, oh, like this is how it's going to go? Absolutely (laughs) not. Because I didn't want kids. Yeah. That wasn't that wasn't in the cards. <laughs> I was supposed to be the aunt that like took your kids and hung out and we just on the weekend and then sent them home. That was the plan. That's that's the only thing that I was certain of, and that didn't go that way. And I was like, oh, okay. Definitely fits your personality. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely teach everybody else's kids horrible things and send them home. That's yeah. that's my job. Yep. yep. So, There's so many shows about people like you. Yeah, good. Peyton is scarred sometimes. Oh, I nice. definitely taught her how to pour it out for the homies, and she was out there doing that. <laughs> and her mom was like, what are you doing? It's fine. It's a water bottle. She's good. <laughs> so uh, as far as a plan, I did not have a plan. And now that my kid is going to be 18 in December, which is Boom. weird. Yeah, old, old. Yeah, we're slowly trying to figure that out. I think we can't wrap our head around it's it. It's hard but it for is me to wrap my head around it. I'm like, where did the time go? When we have did no she idea. have her? <laughs> I feel so like she was just 16. It was like, oh, you just you I turned 16. I feel like she was just little. Like, I don't remember. I was like, when did this happen? I have, when no, did... I have no idea. She's She got a car and everything. She has a car now. That was nice. That was very nice for y'all. Y'all are those parents. Uh, we're going to put all that on her father because he felt like she needed it. Which That's awesome. Just an FYI she doesn't have a license um, <laughs> it's still it's still awesome how y'all did that it's like just to say uh you know just the the way you're doing things is the right way to be doing it uh i always tell people we're horrible parents <laughs> yeah she, is, she calls she is being she is the girl or the kid she is, she is the girl never, that that is how she is addressed she's she never is the girl. called she is by the her kid. name um <laughs> And this is before the uh, Bird Box movie, huh? Just, or is this because uh, of the Bird no, Box movie? No, no. This is way before the Bird Box movie. I don't movie, think huh? I've ever seen that movie. Oh, you've never seen <laughs> Wait, what did I watch? Is that the blind one? Yeah. No, yeah, well, no, no. That's a looking. quiet place. I've seen that. Bird Box is the one with Sandra Bird, Bullock. Yes. I did Box not watch a, that. But yes. she's always been referenced as the kid or the girl. And my friend Kim, who lives in Atlanta, also references her kids as the girl or the boy. Oh. So it's just a thing. That is hilarious. Um, And when I say it, people find that so weird. And I'm like, what's so weird about it? (laughs) (laughs) She answers to it. It's fine. It's fine. I love it. uh, Would you consider yourself still Catholic? Uh, no, but it's weird because I hadn't (laughs) been to a Catholic church in a really long time. And I went to a Catholic service. And I took my kid with me, and she's oh, never been to a Catholic service. It's weird. It's different. And I found myself like, you know, like the call and response thing. And I knew it. And she looked at me. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, this is what you're supposed <laughs> to say. She's like, why do you know why? this? I was like, because my oh. whole life, this is where we, we, we did Catholic church. Like, <gasps> So now, no, I don't really consider myself anything um, but a Christian and we are actually in the process of trying to find another church anyways because my yeah. kid's over the white people church. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. but no, so. not Catholic. She wanna let <laughs> Oh my God. She want to go to a nice, healthy black Baptist She church. does. She really wants uh-huh. to be, she's so black. Like, she's just yeah. so, like, fight the power. Whenever she came out with the thugger buggers, I was like, wow. 
That is something else. She, she's, she's definitely <laughs> like just that. into the culture of blackness, which yes. I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to have to help her figure that out. And I always say, like, when she gets to college, she's definitely going to be on some fight the power afro with a pick in her head kind of thing. Like, I, can I, I can see that. I'm I pretty sure it's that. going to happen. Yeah. If they don't scare her first. I don't think she'll get scared by it, but I just don't want her to get into the side of it that becomes like she's this a big cult 18, kind of though. following. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 is good. Like, so do you think you would still see Jesus at this point in time? Sure, I've seen him before, and I know y'all make fun of me about this. <laughs> I did see Jesus in Epcot. <laughs> That's the best way for us to start. Epcot, Epcot Center. Nigga, First we, of all, you we gonna see, see Mickey Mouse and see Jesus anywhere. But I did see Jesus in Epcot. It was the a great experience, and I'm so happy it happened. We was me. watching Michael Jackson, right? No, we were on. We were in the the golf ball that takes the you big, up. Yeah, and I just remember looking up, and everything else is black. And he did the whole hands out thing, and I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was and so nobody mad. else saw it. I was so mad. I was like, "How she get to see Jesus? I wanted to see Jesus. You should have tapped me on the shoulder. Like, why did I get to see him?" I will never forget that. It was probably one of the highlights of my life. Um, <laughs> And every time I say it, people laugh at me, and I'm like, it's not funny. <laughs> it's, it's so serious. It's not funny. <laughs> it's, 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 not. it's not. Like, I saw, I was, I was, I wanted to believe. I was like, what? But, but the thing about what it is, that was like? for me to see. So, and it, was, it wasn't like, it was the image that I, I had always known Jesus to be. Oh, uh, white? Yes. Ah. Uh, kind of like in the Catholic Church where he's got yeah. his hands out. Yeah. That's what I saw. Wow. I'm going to Google it and see if anybody else saw it, just in case. I've never done that, but I'm going to try. <laughs> very close to getting me to move out to this motherfucker. Do it. Drexel. Hey, what's, what's up, up, dude? Hey, not too much, man. Chilling, chilling. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. How, uh, so how long have you been out here? I've been out here January made, made three years. Oh, so okay. almost three and a half years now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fuck yeah. yeah. Came yeah. up from Atlanta. Um... And I, it was dope. I've been doing comedy in Atlanta for like five and a half years oh, okay. and kind of hit like a wall of like, what do I want to do? Where do I yeah. want to go? And I remember deciding, like, I was like, it's either going to be LA or New York. I'm going to figure yeah. it out. And this comedian, Eva Evans, uh, came down to Atlanta and she was looking for a place to do comedy. And she was just asking around, like, hey, where are the shows? Where are the shows? And like a lot of the male comics were like, I'll tell you where you can do a show. At my house, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was, I was so gung ho about like moving to one of the two where I was like, yeah, yeah, here are all the shows. That's where they at. Look, right. how's New York? I want to know what yeah. New York is like. And she was like, yo, you're the only guy down here who hasn't like tried to hit on me. How about I book you for my show in New York? Ooh, there you go. So that October, flew up to New York. I was up here for a day and a half. I saw the sights. I walked the bridge. I went to Harlem. I didn't yeah. even get an Airbnb. I just stayed up all night. Just going to places. And I was like, I'm gonna move here. And two months later, I was here. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I wouldn't be watching these specials and necessarily laughing. I'd be like, How is he doing this? Yeah. It was like magic to me. Yeah. So I'd be like, Is it the crowd work? Is it uh, the the facial expressions? Is it the timing? Is it the written? Is it you know the act out? What whatever? And so I would just start looking at comics and being like that guy figured this out mm -hmm. this guy figured that out like patrice figured out crowd work like he already has the bits ready yeah 
but the crowd work was so on point that he he brought you into his trap yeah. on your own. Yeah. Where a lot of comic, I feel like if he were to do his bits and just be like, this is how I feel, you'd be like, ow. Uh, but if he were to do, but the way he, he does it. that at all. You right. Like, why would you say yeah. that? <laughs> but like, be like, hey, y'all ever feel this way? Right. It's just something small. So tell me if you, I would never feel that way. Oh, you never feel that way. Well, what if this was the situation? Yeah. Of course I feel that way. Exactly. So I'm right. Boom. And then he was just jumping. Yeah. So it was like, he knew how to, you know, or like Kyle Kinane knows how to tell a story or, oh, he's such um, a storyteller. yeah. And I would just, I would just look at different, like, I love how Roy Wood Jr. is really good at breaking things down into analogies and things mm. like that. And so what I would do is I, I just, I just love to study it. And I, in high school, I ended up being a manager at a pizza restaurant. Uh, but in working my way up to management, I had to work the phone lines. Mm-hmm. And so I was front desk and phone lines. And if you want to hear crazy shit, work the phones. Work the front desk. <laughs> People come in with wild requests. People come in saying, like, on the phone, nah, uh-uh, fuck them kids. Hold on. Yeah, let me go ahead and get it. You're like, what? <laughs> so I would come to school uh, the next day with stories of stuff that was happening at work, mm. and then I would and people were like, "Yo, that's funny," and I would come back the next day, and instead of like four people, it'd be like ten people being like, "Yo, tell that story from yesterday." I'd be like, "All right," and I would come back the next day at lunch, and it'd be two tables full of people being like, "Tell that story from two days ago." I'm like, two days ago, I got a new story." They'd be like, "This thing got a new story." So, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So I, it was like I subconsciously figured out like from what I was learning as a kid figured out like how to craft stories and like how to craft jokes and stuff. Mm. And so after high school, I hopped on stage for the first time, September, 2012. And I've been doing it ever since. Mm. Oh shit. Cause you, you're a 93 baby. I forgot. I was like, after high school. Yeah. Cause I look at you and I'm like, he about around my age. I forget. I'm six. <laughs> you're, you're not that age. <laughs> you're still in your twenties. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's because I, me growing up, I, I did, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. I, I, I just thought I was bad. Like my parents was like, "You're a terrible child. You mm. need to calm down and shut the fuck up." And it's like, "Oh, okay, you know." But I couldn't. I could not. I just like, well, this is how people like me for some reason, and you know, uh, I have interesting stories to tell people, made up or not. You know, it's just how I always had, I always had a crafty mind, and like, um, if if certain situations happen let's see uh the the best lie that sounds really true mm-hmm. that i can give somebody and just go with that and see how long i can go with it for uh i told this dude that i was a twin for two two and a half years oh wow yeah and we go to the same school and everything he that's just, so funny <laughs> like i eventually i just had to tell him because he would come up to me and he'd be like hey man which one are you and i because we had our you know name tags and shit mm-hmm. at school mm-hmm. and i um I know, uh, ID card. I was like, oh, you, I, you got a guess. You got a guess. And he was like, oh, you such and such. I'm like, oh, good guess, man. I was like, I don't know how you're not getting this. Uh, but <laughs> I think at, at that point when I was going to school, um, I had I switched from glasses to contacts so I could switch from having glasses to wearing contacts and shit. And the the, the guy I'm that, that made me who I am today, my father, Kevin Smith. Man. Hello, Thank everybody. You. you can't blame me for everything. <laughs> I try. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's just part of the journey. Yeah. Uh, your grandmother, your my mother is eighty six years old. 
and I'm 63. And I look at that, and, and the way I look at it is, let's see, my dad died at 85. She's still 86. I figure I got at least 20 more years to go. 20. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to keep on dreaming in, until that day comes where I'm in uh, some place yeah. that I've been dreaming about being since I was a kid. may not mm -hmm. be here, mm -hmm. but it'll be someplace I've always wanted to be. But until then, mm. I'll be on this earth still chasing my dreams. So There you go. Well, what was your dream to begin with? My, when I was younger, my original dream was to be a uh, real estate uh, entrepreneur. Huh. Uh, and, you know, I'm still chasing that dream. I'm still out there trying to make that happen but um like i said i i'm looking and i figure i got at least 20 more years to make that happen mm -hmm. i always think about colonel sanders from kentucky fried chicken who started his empire out of the back of a station wagon selling chicken at, huh. at 60 years old really that's, that's, is that how that started? That's how I started. Wow. So, you know, that's one of the things that keeps my dream alive. I figured, hey, if it takes me another 20 years, I figured I'd at least got 20 more years to live anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep at it. Keep at it until I can no longer think or do for myself or until I make it. Right. Oh, well... I've in my eyes it's it's always seemed like uh we you uh I've known that you've always wanted to draw and that was one of the things but uh drawing aside uh, in my my mind is it seems like y'all always have made it because I've never had to live a life of 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 you know uh it wasn't it wasn't a terrible upbringing it was always I've I, like I've mentioned to Roslyn yesterday that we uh we've always lived in a two story house. Yeah, you know, there was never any point to where I could remember. Well, I, no. Well, making uh -huh. it is what you make of it. Mhm. Mm okay. Living in a two story house, you know, in, in suburbs, you know, uh always having f food to eat and clothes on your back and, mm -hmm. and you know, going to like private schools or something like that. And it was that was just, it was always a sacrifice. Mm. So, even though uh, it seemed like we were always doing great, we went on vacations. We made yeah. sure we took y'all with us every year. And, every year we always had a vacation. And yeah, and, and and as I look back at it, it's like yeah, every year is further and further in debt. <laughs> Didn't always have the cash to go on those vacations, but we always wanted y'all to have, to see things and do things and 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 have a somewhat good life. Mm. You know? Yeah. But we always wanted y'all to do better than us. Mm -hmm. So that was still one of our wishes and dreams is that y'all always do better. That's why we always encourage y'all to do better. Yeah. To do good. Uh. I guess we, when Ben and I were, were, were talking, it was like, man, we, 
wish we would have understood what you were thinking about when you were coming up or a teenager because being out in front of people or being a comic or, or an actor, we just did not see didn't it. Didn't see that at all. <laughs> no. had, I mean, no, had no I, idea. I had no direction either, so <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted. I just understood that I knew that school wasn't for me. Uh, I was like, I can't keep still. Mm. I don't want to be quiet. I have to say things, and I want to be in front of people somehow. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what that was leading to until like it all came together. Once I got out, and I was like, oh, but then now, now being this person I am now, I see it more, and I'm like, oh, so, okay, this was, this was my destiny kind of sort of, I was supposed to be this person here, but back then, you know, the, you, don't, you don't have that type of structure or guidance, because you, it really wasn't seen no. as that back no, then. it was just a cut up in school. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Being a teenage boy, just cutting up in school. Had no idea. Crazy stuff. And now, you know, we look back at it and some of this stuff makes good jokes. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> very much so. Very much so. And it, it helps me excel uh, compared to other people because, I mean, people can actually relate to it as well. And now that... Being older and seeing uh, my upbringing, like I have more discipline on on my actions now. So I don't. It's not that I'm always. I'm not all over the place with it. I can kind of hone it in. Like it's a like it's a special like it's a special attribute that I have that uh, whenever I need to be silly, I can be silly. But I also can be serious at times too because. You know, you're an adult now. Not everything can always be silly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've been through some things in your life growing up to this point that gives you variety, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's lots of uh, suburb jokes you can come up with. <laughs> I see. I will see. <laughs> yeah. There's things that, uh, there were certain things that we used to do around. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we y'all would get the newsletter in the suburbs, and they was talking about when we were staying in uh, uh, Tall Timbers, and they had the disturbances, and how the disturbances used to, <laughs> how they would go up. Uh, you know, you would have more uh, cases of disturbances. Yeah, yeah, that was that was me, me, me and my friend. Yeah. We we would go out and disturb the neighborhood mm -hmm. because we had. We had nothing else to do. <laughs> it's funny how you don't, be fun. you don't find out about them things until you're adults and you figure out, well, he can't spank me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we older <laughs> now. I'm going to punish myself. Yeah, for anything. <laughs> no TV. I don't watch TV anyway. It doesn't matter now. So, yeah. Hey, 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 yeah. You could probably outrun me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if these knees keep up, you know, like we all... It's all getting up there nowadays. If I can get that first step off without that knee going out, then I'll be all right. But if not, I'll, you'll probably be right there behind me. Uh, every 10 feet, I got to take a breath. You know, so, you know, oh. every, every 10 seconds, you'll get a step on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it was, it's been a, it was a wild upbringing. Uh, like, I've, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't have to, uh, go through such turmoil besides, you know, being a, a disobedient adolescent, which is, of course, that comes with, with the, uh, the, the craziness that I, that I, I am instilling myself, I guess. Be but I realized that it wasn't like that we were really privileged because like yesterday, uh, yesterday before yesterday, so I was talking to my sister, Rosalind, she, uh, cause 
they had a discussion about how they were bougie or how we were bougie because we stayed on the West Bank <laughs> and Claude apparently stayed in the East. He was like, y'all stay close to East over there. He said, y'all stay close to uh, uh, English, English turn. turn. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, man, but English turn ain't nothing. It's just the house. Of, it, it's a bigger gated community. That's all it is. And Lil Wayne and them might have stayed in there or whatnot, but it ain't, it ain't expensive, expensive. It's just English. It's just another area. And I was like, yeah, we, we wasn't, I mean, we not bougie, bougie, but then I realized that. You remember Leo? You remember remember Leo? Yeah. Well, Leo stayed in the Fisher. And uh, the Fisher, for everybody that doesn't know, is a project. They're not there no more. Uh, well, they're, they're there, but they're not, I don't think it's the Fisher anymore. Uh, they're not really project. They, they fixed them up, but it's still, it's still an area that's like, oh, you got to watch out. But the first time I really seemed like poverty poverty like like when a friend well i was like oh you you not living well off like when i actually went to spend the night by leo's house and uh uh basically um they took a bath in the same water and yeah and he was just like man hurry up and get in there so you know so the water don't 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 get cold on you. I'm like, yeah, no, what? <laughs> uh, uh, we bag we bathed on the daily at my place, so I don't I don't know about this situation here, but apparently that uh, I guess the water bill is high. I'm not sure. I don't know why y'all have to live this way, but you know what? I'm 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 not gonna stoop to this level today, uh, and I'm sorry that you have to feel like that. But you know, it, it, it was it was wild to see. It was something crazy to see because they all stayed in one they they slept in one room. Basically, like the, the the younger siblings slept in one room, the other ones they slept outside. I mean, they slept in the front room on a sofa bed, and their mama had their own room, and it was it was a good amount of people in there. And I was like, wow, I don't. This is very uncomfortable. It's, it gives a reason why you always smell like Afro Sheen, you know. And I was just like, wow, you know, you can't wash your clothes every day, and you only have one shirt. You know, I didn't, I never understood how good I had it until I seen, like, I seen that side of it. I was like, oh, it can get worse than this. Like, I, so, you know, I'm, I'm glad I was fortunate enough to, to not be able to have to live that way. But, yeah, people, I mean, it's you, rough out there. Did you see that at the time? That, that, that you were fortunate uh, uh yeah did, yeah oh especially it, when i saw that did it affect you any? no it did not <laughs> it did not at all i was just like ooh, apparently your parents ain't doing what my parents doing yeah. my parents stuck to it i guess that's what that is like i've always wondered like that that's that's the reason why i talk about taxes because i i i never had i never had taxes i never knew what tax returns were until like i got older as an adult like I always thought that was just like a second Christmas because whenever we stayed on Shannon and, and the new year came around and everybody got new bikes after Christmas, I was like, how you getting a new bike, man? Christmas is gone already. He was like, man, it's tax season. I was like, what is that? I don't know nothing about tax season. Like, how are you getting new things during tax season? When did this holiday come about and how come my parents don't know? <laughs> and so I, it was... Uh, Getting older, you realize, oh, if your parents are in a different tax bracket, they don't get money back. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was like, oh, it made sense. It made sense. Like the first time I actually got taxes back, I was like, oh, this is how you get bikes and extra toys during tax season. I get it. You know, but, you know, that's 
that's when you get older. You realize these things. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's not until you get older and mature enough to look back and go, oh man, that was (laughs) stupid. Yeah. 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 It's fun though. It's yeah, fun to look at, yeah, It's fun to look back at it now, being mm-hmm. like, "Oh man, I almost died." That is, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. It yeah. Is, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I look back and, and go, "Yeah, I, I wasn't that great either." You know, was, <laughs> yeah, I, I did some things and, and wondered how I got home that that night. You know, woke up the next morning. It's like, how did the car get there? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and, was out last night. <laughs> okay, call your buddy and go. How did? Do you remember anything? No, I don't remember nothing. See, we're gonna do better at this. Okay, next time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever drink at a young age? <laughs> yeah, I think I was talking about. I didn't get high. I got home one day. Oh, okay. That's yeah, you, because I, in my head, uh, my daddy don't drink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I just thought that you just started drinking well, like first time ever in life, <laughs> which was like a few years ago. Uh, no. <laughs> no, when I was a teenager. Oh, oh, yeah. That's how I got my nickname. What? You don't know what my nickname is? No. Yeah, ask me. Ask my friends what their nickname is. Huh. My, my nickname is Chiwi. Chiwi, like the Cheetos, Cheese Puffs. I I remember you had that nickname when uh, in the Air Force they they call you Mr. Cheese. It, they they I guess they wasn't supposed to, but they call you Mr. <laughs> Cheese because you. I mean, you've always was like the boss over people. Like uh, you was. Yeah, well, not always, but I, I got mean, there. Yeah. I, every time. <laughs> See, this is the this is the misconceptions I've had of my father. I've right. always thought he was on top of everything. Well, just, once I was your father, <laughs> yes, I was always on top of things. I, I, no, I never drank while I was your father in, in, in front of you. <laughs> no, but when I was. A, Teenager, me and my partners and some friends went out and and got pissy drunk, and we stopped at one of the places with the over by your grandmother's house. There was a place called the Ice House. If anybody knows what the Ice House was from way back there, that's where you got alcohol. Oh, oh! It was basically like a little general store, and yeah, and. They they said <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> they said I walked in the store, grabbed a big old big old bag of Cheetos because I love Cheetos. Yeah, I love Cheetos as well. And and, and just walked out the store with it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody paid for it afterwards. All I know is I they said I stopped. I ain't steal that. I have to pay it for that. Do you have money in your pocket? I ain't steal. Y'all lying. Well, after I sat there and, and we were riding around drinking and I ate up the whole bag of Cheetos, I sat down in front of my friend's house and just threw it all up. Oh. <laughs> so from then on, everybody called me Cheeweez. Oh. <laughs> Cheese that goes blah. Oh. <laughs> So ever since I was Chiwi. That's hilarious. Yeah. Chiwi. Yeah, Chiwi. Yeah. So I I think 
I would say that was the last time. That actor guy himself, uh, Mr. New Orleans, fucking Martin Bats Bradford. What's up? What's up, my dude? What's happening, man? Hey, man. Oh, shit. I, I like that little intro. You you be talking. You talk about smooth like, like yeah. back. Like, yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. that was buttery, baby. Bring it in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes everybody feel comfortable when hey, I come yeah. on there. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I'm comfy. That's nice. That's nice, That's how you get the boxes off. I got you. I see you. I see you. Yeah, how, how you. How you been, dude? I mean, I'm acting. I'm um, we wanted more than just that, but but that that's that's that that has been your passion since 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 a young and huh? I mean, since like kindergarten, bro. Really, literally, yeah. Literally, it's like the only thing that I wanted to do. I mean, even I grew up with my grandparents, and they was even saying even before that, it was one of those things of. You know, you're getting those little school plays and you're getting those, especially the church plays. And, you know, yeah. often they say church is like the best place to groom an artist because they can't boo you. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. You heard me? So it's like I always wanted to do it. And then as we got older, we from the generation of like Keenan and Kel and all that. Yeah. So you seeing kids that's not that much older than you. You heard right. me? Like doing it. So it was always the bug. It's just about how to, you know, put it together and make it happen. Okay, so at, at what age did you, did you realize like, yeah, this is... This is the thing. This is the passion. I'm going. This is the dream. I'm going. I'm Bro, going. Six. Six. I'm telling you, kindergarten. Dog, it was. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. Like that was it. And I would like even through middle, even through elementary, I'd be writing my own little scripts, making my own comic books. I used to have this little thing where, like, if I saw a movie, I would always like make a comic book sequel of my own to it. I would really. Make the movie, like, yeah. yeah. In fourth grade, elementary, let me like direct the play because, like. Whenever I have free time, I always wanted to like make these little skits or these rips off something I might have saw on Nickelodeon or something. And after a while, the teachers was like, "Let's you know, let's get behind them on that." So they let me direct the Christmas play at like really? fourth, fifth grade. G, like it cool. was always the mission, always. Yeah, that's Very dope. Man. Like, so how old are you now? Thirty-five. You're thirty-five. Oh, okay, yeah. so you're 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 younger than me. So boom, the nineties was your shit. Yeah, the nineties. was the yeah. Nineties yeah. inspired inspired a whole lot of our generation Definitely. to like actually be to to be dreamers and actually you know inspired for something besides just working a nine to five. You know what, what was the last job you had? I like mean, real job you had. What you doing now? Well, like right now, my day job, if like I, I'm a part time arts teacher, so yeah. I teach kids acting for like four hours out the day. Oh, okay. And that's just to keep me afoot, because you know I've been you know I've been blessed enough that some of these TV and film projects have given me a little room to be able to like not have to have the full time nine to five right. situation. Because what would oh, happen is feel nice. like I well really after I graduated college, man, this this old head artist told me early he was like, man, like. If you want to make a living as an artist, you're going to have to like string together these gigs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because a normal nine to five, if you start booking something, if you want to do your own thing, that's going yeah. to be an issue. And I learned that I had to quit so many jobs for auditions or for a gig. So he put me on like the teaching artist thing where they'll put you in different schools, you teach your art. And if you ever have to take off, they'll send a substitute to yeah. have you lightweight. Uh -huh. Feel me? Something else he put me on was like I was reading. I stopped doing this like right before COVID because of COVID. But I was reading like stories to kids in libraries, and they pay yeah. you like hefty money just to come once a week, read the books to the kids, and discuss it with them. And it's like two hours out your day. Yeah. You know I mean? So it's like as an artist in the city, I just started finding these gigs that fit my template a bit. To right. just survive until other things popped up. That's that New Orleans hustle mentality. Niggas down here can't help but to hustle. Man, you got and to. Shit, that's what it's always been. And it, it's so crazy because, like, you, you you got it down. It seems like you got it down to, not not necessarily to a science, but you got it down pat to where you were actually living out your dream at the, at this moment. Like, you are actually doing your thing. Because that, I'm, shit. 
Nigga, I'm still at this nine to five shit. Just scared to leave. Just, you know, cause there's so much other else that's banking on, on me, me being able to make this amount of money and being like, Oh, I'm still going to be comfortable where I'm staying at instead of being like, nigga, just, just take that leap. And I've, I've, I've taken a leap many times, but now it's to the point where it's just like, <sighs> you keep taking this leap and see where it's going to go. Like I, like I said, I've been, I've been doing, you know, shows and shit every here and there. But it ain't it ain't like, you know, it's consistently coming and it's not like it's it's paying the big bills because, you know, now I'm an adult adult. So I got to I got to stiff out. I got to stiff out to these big bills that's coming in. And it's like, shit, this 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 dream's not catching up to this this accumulation of bills that's coming. So that's why I stopped looking at it like a dream, bro. It's a journey, G. Yeah. It's a full-blown journey because, like, man, I remember when I first started, man, one of my closest partners in the industry, he was telling me because, you know I mean, as an artist, it's going to always be the peaks and the valleys, man. And, you know, you know that. There's times where it's completely flat broke, you feel me, yeah. and don't know which way to look up. And then you have, your, you know, your peaks where it's like, all right, I ain't doing too bad. And it, what, what was, was crazy, like, people that's not artists, they don't get, like, we don't have a map. We just have a passion for it. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. So it's like, we're going to keep going even if it makes no sense. But then you got to get the reality of like, fuck, though, I still got to eat. Yeah, I still need right, lights. exactly. So like, and there's, there's no code that's been cracked to that because sometimes I just, sometimes I just look up and wonder, how am I still doing this? Yeah. You hear me? Yeah. But it's always like something comes through. I can't even always what keeps, explain. What it. keeps you going, son? What what keeps you motivated to just stay on this path? I mean, there's I never looked at a plan B. Like, I think that's what it was. This was always it. And since this was always it, it was just you gotta make it work. And that's often been hard. It's been hard on my relationships. It's been hard on my yeah. own sanity. It's been hard on it's been hard. Like, you know what I mean? Like right this instant, like it's so funny of like right now. As far as career stuff, like right now I'm working on this TV series with uh, with Craig Robinson. I'm in yeah. like three episodes of this joint called Killing It that's going to be on, on Peacock. And um, and like- Shout out Peacock. Shout, shout out, out Peacock Robinson. Network. And like- Book tour right now. Decided to come through and stop by and say, hey, because she's important. <laughs> Kelly Stone. What's up, Kelly? Hey. Hi. It has been a long time. Way too long. Way too long. Yeah. It was, you were on your way to LA, I think. Yes, the first, the last time I spoke, uh, the last time I seen you, I think. Yeah, we floated the river. Yes, it was very cold. That river river was really cold. He was like, it feels good. It did not. 72 degrees. 72 degrees is way too cold. (laughs) (laughs) Way too cold still. They say that about a lot of women, um, like, and my mom even calls it 40-itis. I like that. (laughs) So, I've got my glasses. Mm-hmm. I've got, you know, hydrocortisone cream. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, in case of bugs. Definitely. Getting Definitely. bit up and stuff. You know, you're going to different places that you're going to be going to, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah, it, summertime, yeah. Bugs well, going to be out. And I'll tell you this. This was a last-minute scramble when I was, like, throwing shit in my car. Right, for the 20-day pack that you... <laughs> Period panties. I realized I'm gone so long, I'm going to have a full cycle. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you have the organic kind, or, or what do you, you? What do you mean organic kind? The reusable, rewashable. Well, so panty, like actual. Do you know about these these things? Like you could just bleed straight into them. Yeah, um, yeah. The person that sleeps in my bed has those. Well, oh, so yeah, so they're washable. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So how, oh, I um. How do you? Is that? Is are you just hip to this, or this is what you've always? Had? No, I mean things didn't exist when I started menstruating, oh, oh, right? Like, <laughs> um, like it was like here's a pad, um, and my mom even like because I was an athlete and I realized I needed to use tampons, but uh-huh. like my mom didn't teach me or tell me how like. And so I thought that the applicator was the tampon. Like, I didn't know. So I, my goodness. So many people. I've heard this story from so many people because they, like, the parents don't teach. And, you know, I, I have no idea. Well, and so. my mom, because she didn't use them. And so I think maybe she didn't really know. I mean, I don't know. But it was interesting the way that communication and conversations go, too. Like, when you <laughs> leave out words or, like, you think one thing and the other person thinks and you yeah. have a conversation. More than one so way count. I was wearing the applicator, like pointing down in my panties and like kind of like waddling around because I thought that that's like the whole thing. (laughs) And so clearly like the cotton was covered and so it wasn't absorbing. And so then later my mom was like, so what'd you think of using the tampon? And I was like, it wasn't very absorbent. And she said, I agree. But we never discussed... Y'all agree on two this applicator things. that I was like waddling around with, and so I remember like sitting in gym class and finally reading the instruction. Oh, you didn't read the instruction sheets. Why do you read instruct? Like, don't you feel like intuitive? Like yeah, when I see a banana, I don't go before, like, "What do I do with this banana?" Do not come with instructions. Bananas don't come with instructions. They do. You're do supposed they? to peel from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Now, you know I'm yeah. a sex educator, right? So if you want to go through condom instructions. Um, I, I, oh, this is the it's like one that, of my favorite subjects. I do. I blow them up over my head. Have you ever seen this, Kyle's brother? No. Put it over your head. I've seen because I used to watch. The little thing that used to come on TV with real sex, HBO. It wasn't real sex. It was like an educational type thing. Was it Sue Johansson, like it the old was, lady? But she had younger people that would be like out on the street, and she would ask the people a question and be like, "Oh, well, I don't like them because they're too tight." Yeah. And then this lady went around and she put a condom over a fire hydrant, and then she put it on this big muscular dude's head. Right here to his yeah, and then blow it up with the nose air. Yeah. Oh, so everyone is lying. Everyone's lying. So the thing is, though, why, the reason, like, people can find them uncomfortable, right? So lube, if you put lube on first and then the condom and then more lube, and that's, like, one of the techniques, like, what? health educators teach because it'll increase the usage because it feels better. Like, you'll use something if it feels better and it keeps you safe, right? Oh. Safer. Um. Yeah, so like when HIV, like when we still didn't know a lot about it, but we, you know, with the cluster studies and you knew like where spread, like transmission was occurring, right? And so um, there was a health education um, campaign that happened in San Francisco, like near this one bathhouse where it was spreading pretty rampantly. Mm. And they, all they did was taught, use lube first, then the condom, then more lube. And rates went down and condom usage went up. Oh. Yeah. That is, it, and these are just normal condoms. These ain't even a real normal or pleasure type of condom. What the, I mean, the ribbing and, and these different, like, 
like tingling the, the ones. tingling ones i don't i'm not into it. i that, do not if, if i want to tingle naturally and if, not because you put some vicks up yeah, on me you know what i mean if the person ain't ready it'll like fuck Vicks somebody vapor up vapor rub on my clit you know what it'll definitely fuck somebody oh up my God. i've had uh somebody put novocaine the little well i, I guess it's whatever novocaine numbs, whatever no i had a uh there was a um lube that i had that it had lidocaine in it and did it get in your pee hole? Did it burn? It did not. But oh. after a while, my pee, my 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 dick stopped working. Mm. It didn't. It didn't want to do anything anymore. And I'm like, what's going on? And then, like, I also had it in my mouth, and I was like, I forgot. And so, like, I was like, why? Why? Wait, like, you had your dick in your mouth? Not. No, I know. That would very, <laughs> be very interesting if that was the case. I had if it in my mouth. Case. Let's get some lidocaine and see if I can suck myself off. Yes. Maintain. Oh my gosh. And it would take all of the the sensation yeah. off. Why why would you do that? Just so you could last longer. Oh, that doesn't yeah. sound very fun. It's it's it, no. Well, and I mean it for sucks, either yeah. person, it just sounds like a lot of work. Like sounds like a UTI. Like <laughs> it. After a while, things get a little hairy. It's like, all right, oh. I can't feel nothing. And oh, that just sounds unfun. Feels like I just came from the dentist for some reason because I, I totally forgot that I probably shouldn't put my mouth down here since I put it so, on. Yeah, so I read the instructions on the, the tampon. And finally, <laughs> it told you. Yeah, it was like you put your, your thumb and your forefinger, you hold the, um, the ribbed part, and then you press the thing. And I remember that aha when I was like, huh? <gasps> it's an applicator. <laughs> <laughs> did it have a picture on it to show it you? It did. It does. Oh, that's awesome. And so, um, so that was like, so then basically always tampons. Like I don't, I think I'd, the only time I went to pads again was like if I'd had like some sort of procedure where I wasn't allowed to have something inside. Uh. Right. Um, and childbirth. Right. And afterward, and you got to have like those big overnight pads. Right. For a uh. while. Um, I, I didn't know. It's a big open wound. Like you push a human out, and then yeah. you just like bleed, and like blinking hurts your vagina. Like oh it's like real horrible. And then while that's happening, and your like cooter is like throbbing and pulsating, then you're trying to like put this like life sucking force on your tits, and trying to figure out how to make them work like that. <laughs> life okay it sucks yeah. and some people are like isn't it beautiful <sighs> yeah but then i evolved to the cup um the diva cup well i went through the soft cup on my way to diva cup um, the soft cup, no, the sponge is, is contraception. It's not for menstruation. Um, so it's a spermicidal sponge. So you like get it wet, foam it up, yeah, and then it activates the spermicide. And then, you know, like that's what, um, Elaine on Seinfeld, like the sponge worthy, that was like just contraception. Yeah. You definitely don't use that oh, for your wow. period. Um, but the soft cup is like a disposable menstrual cup. Um, and I met them at a conference and so then the people that make them or like one of their reps, you know, like uh. sales. Right. And so then they would do like, I would have these like, um, sample 
um, containers available in my office because I was a health educator on mm-hmm. a college campus. And so like in my office, I would have samples of soft cups that I could just give to students. Mm-hmm. Um, so then there were plenty of samples for me to try. <laughs> <laughs> And it was like a three-month learning curve. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I had so many accidents. <laughs> oh, how is it supposed to work? Is it just supposed to be like a... a I've it's, seen the rubber kind of diva cups. The one that you just, they're like long, right? They're like this shape. Like yeah. A, um, yeah, and then the soft cups are more disc-like. They're, they look almost like if you've ever seen a diaphragm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're like more of a flatter, like a hard round. And so, and they stay inside. So like technically you should be able to still have penetrative sex and it'll block like the blood or like, uh, um, so it's like tidier. Um, tidier. Nice. <laughs> like if you're, I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but so it hooks onto your cervix and it creates kind of like a suction, a suction. Ah. and blocks right there. And so then you have to pull it out like parallel to the floor because if you pull it down, you're just it's pulling gonna, all the blood into gonna... your hand. Right? Oh, right. So if you pull it out parallel, then you can like dump. Um, does it does it does it bubble up as it, as the blood comes down it? Like how does it? How does the blood not leak out since it's just like it suctions? fills up? So like, it, fil- it fills up like a little sack. Yeah. Like a, so so does it bubble? Do you feel that it? Sometimes, like if it loosens or it detaches, that's what like what I would find was like if I was sitting at the desk for a long time, like typing, like doing stuff, yeah. computer work, and then I'd have to go to the bathroom. The standing up act would like uh, kind of dislodge it a little bit, and I'd be like shh, and because it. I mean, depending on how full it was, just a little blip will and then the blood fill flow. your pants oh, right up. You know what God. I mean? And then you're like, damn. But then I finally got it figured out and uh-huh. then like loved them. Like, because, and then so those, became, those, are, those are the route to take. Well, I don't know. Everybody's Not fair. different. Everybody's different. Like, okay. You know, everybody's different. But then I eventually got the Diva Cup, and this is where I first learned when I saw them, they were on sale, which is what enticed oh. me, because they're like $40, <laughs> but they were like Whoa. $25 um, at CVS. And so I saw this sign, and I was like, ooh, Diva Cup. Like, I would like, because instead of the disposable, then this is like a fully reusable one, and then yeah. you just boil it, like, to cleanse it or sterilize mm. it or whatever, right? Um and I saw that there are two sizes. Did you know there's two sizes of Diva Cup? I, I didn't know. I didn't know they came in sizes. I, I didn't I either. And just, I was like, Oh, one thing. There's size one and there's size two. <laughs> so size <laughs> one is under thirty. Oh, okay. Age. Or or never had children. Oh. And then size two is over thirty or had children. And so, like, that's when I was like seeing. But had children like. Th- through the, like what about if they have cesarean well so babies? i still think the process would expand the cervix like i still think that their cervical opening because then it's like you only dilated this much or like that's there's yeah. reasons cesarean is like one of the most overperformed procedures in the united states um uh-huh. that and hysterectomy so essentially like we just are like women parts let's just chop them up <laughs> just fucking <laughs> It's fine. You know what's easier for me, the male doctor? You lying on your back with your feet in stirrups. Like, that's not even a natural way to try to push a kid out. Like, do you shit like that? <laughs> you don't. 
You, 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 you squat. Yeah. You sit. It's a more na- gravity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's. Oh Jesus. Oh yeah. Sh- yeah, just grab a tree. Kind of like Agra. Just. <laughs> it just. It makes sense. That's why they're head down. <laughs> like there's whole, like all of it makes sense. Like laying on your back like that. Now maybe on oh. your side. Anyway, you should be able to move. Man, there's it so sounds many. so fucked up now. When you think it's like oh, they do just. But through all of that process, the cervix, like the Oz, which is the opening to the cervix, like starts to expand, and that's why they talk about dilation. Is like that's the part that's opening, and then effacement is the thinning out mm. of the tissue. So effacement is thinning, and dilation is opening. Oh, we learned something today. You know, I'm an educator. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I have no kids, so I know nothing about any of this. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry. Like, it's I am on a book tour about like about your kids. Well, Cotton, well uh, quotes. quotes from your kids. Yeah. yeah. But they're your kids. They are my kids. Yeah. So it does tell a story. Yeah. That's what my therapist said when she read the book. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>